is going on everybody and welcome into Shamai and Kobe on filter Shamai Cook. We got Kobe Washington with a blanket today. Uh and Adrian Hosendorf. What is going on everybody? How is everybody doing? Good, brody. Good. Chilling, you know the vibes. Yeah, I'm doing and, good. And, and I, I'm loving the fresh cut, Adrian. I, I'm just loving it. It's really, really dapper today. I'm loving it. Me, me and um, Kobe got to step up our A game here. But, yeah, definitely got to get a cut soon. Well, I got a cut. Well, I got I got a cut last week, Thursday. So, I'm not that hard. I had a My hair grows uh, fast. Like, so does mine, bro. I know the pain. Yes, it's really pain. <laughs> yeah, I'll be wanting to go every week, but you know, it, it hurts your wallet. So you gotta gotta be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's time and money that you, you gotta save. But that's diving. We're gonna look we're gonna go some um some NBA conference finals, then we're gonna go to uh, of one football topic today. But we begin with uh game five of the Western Conference Finals and game five of the Western Conference Finals. PG thirteen put up a big show with forty one points, thirteen rebounds, and six assists without his cold star, um Kawhi Leonard. Uh Kobe. Has PG thirteen proved that he is a superstar? I'm not going to say he's proved that he's a superstar, but he definitely is a star in this league. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put superstar with his name yet. You know, this is honestly the first game we've seen Paul George be efficient all um, conference finals. And, you know, he's been getting hammered in social media, but that's because we know he's capable of these type of performances you know you know Paul George is a great two-way player you know he's great on offense he's great on defense you know there's really there's really I don't think there's really anything he really can't do you know what I mean but like I said you know to be a superstar in this league you have to be efficient you have to be consistent you know even though he's putting up you know 20 points a game he's grabbing all these boards you know he's not efficient I mean what he had like 20 points well, he had like 20 some points last game he shot five for 20 you know that's not good that's not going to get the job done especially as a number one over especially as a number one option on a championship team you know if the Clippers I honestly believe if the Clippers want to win a championship he has to have games like he did in game five you know 15 or 20 only five shots he was in the zone you know, he was hitting his shots, get back threes, crossing over dudes, put Chris Paul in his ass in one play. So, like I said, so like I said, I don't think he's a stupid. I was not gonna bring that up, but because I really respect Chris Paul. But yes, I respect Chris Paul too. But I, I can't, I can't ignore that. That was a that was a nasty cross. Hit him with hit him with a snatch and put him on his ass and then buried it three. You know, but like I said, you know, I I think it was nice to see Paul George have a explosive pass. Um, explode like this you know I felt like we were due for an explosion like this from Paul George but like I said I wouldn't put the superstar label next to his name just because he hasn't been efficient enough to you know get that superstar later label but I'm not gonna sit here and say he's not an all-star caliber he's not an all-star player he's not a star player he's definitely a star player you know we've seen we've seen what he was able to do up in Indiana before the you know the, the nasty leg injury and stuff you know he's he's had you know disappearance in the playoffs 
you know, I don't really blame him for 2019. You know, he had both his shoulders injured. I can't blame him for that. You know, he was he was third in MVP um, race that year. And, you know, he had to, he almost had to get, you know, season ending shoulder injury for both shoulders. But Paul George is definitely a star in this league. I wouldn't put superstar with him yet. Well, I think um, he, as of right now, I think he is a superstar. When when I think I think he's the Batman to the uh, the Robin of Ty Lue, because right now he is filling a big shoes of Kawhi Leonard. He definitely and, is. He yeah. definitely is. But you also can't forget, you know, the Clippers role players have also stepped up too. You know, that Reggie Jackson. Terrence Mann, you know, we saw Marquise Morris. He only missed one shot last day. He started off the game like, what, five for five? The Marcus Cousins even came in, gave you some valuable minutes, some points, some rebounds, you know, his presence. So, you know, the Clippers are a very deep team. They're a very, very deep and talented team. You know, I still got the Suns winning this series. I think the Suns are going to close the series out in in L.A. I think – I think they're done playing around. I felt like, you know, I felt like, you know, because they thought they were able to go home and have that crowd behind them, you know, it was just going to be a cakewalk. No, you still got to play 48 minutes. You know, the game's not over into the final buzzer. You got to play through all 48 minutes, even if you're up, even if you're up, you know, 25 with like, what, three minutes ago, you still got to play all 48 minutes, you know. You got to just put your stint, you just got to put your foot down and say, all right, we cannot let, you know, we they're missing their star player. We got both our star players. We cannot let you know one player beat us. You know, and they're a very deep and talented team. Like I said, the Clippers are. Well, to me, to me, I well, we all know that the Clippers are the better a better LA team this season. But Kawhi, when Paul, when Kawhi got hurt, Paul George has been putting up like performing even more better. In the playoffs this season, I think he has 30 points. He averages 30 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. That's just going off the top of my head. But when uh, Kawhi was in the playoffs, the guy was averaging 25, I think 8 and 5. Yeah, but, he was finally starting to step it up, you know, as Kawhi characterized Robin. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he's an all-star. You know, he has. I don't think he has never missed an all-star team um, in his career. And Paul George, um, he he put he was putting up um, Jordan numbers in the playoffs. I saw that Jordan and Kobe numbers in the playoffs. So, to me, I think he's an All Star right now. But um, like you said, I think the Suns might um, win the series. And listen, it's all in, it's all in. You know, I think Ty Lue, Ty Lue did the best he could. You know, exactly. you need Kawhi Leonard. You need Kawhi. Exactly. They need if that's what I say. If they're gonna win this series, Kawhi Leonard has to play. I don't. You know, I I thought they were honestly gonna get swept after the after um the first two games. You know, they did bounce back in game three. You know, the Suns. It was a hard fought game four. I don't know if you guys seen that game yeah. four. That was that game four had me at the edge of my seat. I'm sorry. You know, low scoring game. Nobody could hit the side of the ocean, man. It was crazy. You know. After that, I was like, I was like, it's a, and I know you saw my post on Facebook, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, the Sun, I do have, like I said, I do have the Suns winning this series, but if they lose game six, I don't think they're going to win. I, I don't think they're going to win this series. I mean, they still got home court advantage, so, you know, they probably could take game seven, but I feel like if they lose game six, all the, they just lose all the momentum. It just goes straight to the Clippers, and I think the Clippers, you know, close it out. 
Totally agree. Um, Asian, you've been talk, you've been uh, quiet. Let's let's see what you what you learn from their art. Your two professors. Uh, really, but um, I agree with Kobe on this one. He's not he he's not what I would call a superstar. And but Kobe, I did tell you that the Clippers would win one game. You said they get in swept. I said I at least give them one game. You did say they were gonna get one game. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. You know, after the after the first two games, you know, especially with them losing game two the way they did, you know, I looked at it, I was like, and they're getting Chris Paul back. I should have honestly knew Chris Paul wasn't gonna be, you know, Chris Paul we saw in the Dem yeah, in the Denver series. I should have known that. I should have known that, but you know, my faith in Chris Paul, because I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. I've always loved Chris oh, Paul. He's actually always been one of he's actually been my favorite point guard since you know he's really came into the league. You know, but you know, being you know, them getting Chris Paul back and then you know, seeing how Devin Booker was performing, you know, I didn't expect them to both come into the game free and shoot like what, like 10 of 40. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did it. I'm pretty sure Shamai didn't either. So, you know, it, it it's whatever. I mean. Even if they got one game, I still expected the Suns to close. I still expected the Suns to close this out in like five, six games. Yeah, but like, like, like I said, after game two, it just looked like they were going to get swept. Honestly, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Though I still have the Suns winning. I, I still have them winning. Even if they do lose game six, I have. Um, I think they'll win in seven. But yeah, yeah. I, we did. We I think we predicted this might be a seven game series. I think you guys did say it will be a seven game series. I said it. I. I said it would be a five or six because I didn't. I didn't think you know the Clippers were really gonna get that far without Kawhi Leonard. And, and this is not the same Clippers team that we saw last year. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely not. You know, they got rid of, they got better pieces this year. A lot, a way better pieces. Well, well you know, Tyloo was really good with adjustments. We yeah, we seen yeah. Tyloo great with adjustments. We saw the three one comeback. We seen his he has the resume. We know he's great with adjustments. A very intelligent man when it comes to coaching. Even though he got crossed by AI, we're not gonna talk about that. Hey, but, hey, everybody gets crossed. Everybody gets true. crossed in basketball. Even Jordan got, even Jordan got crossed by AI. It, it's basketball. You're gonna get crossed. You're gonna get dunked on. You're gonna get put on a highlight play. But it's how you. It's how you're. Responding. All right. Recently, uh, the Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban said that Luka Doncic and Chris uh, Chris Tapp Porzingis uh, have had dust-ups in the past since Porzingis arrived in Dallas. There have been rumors in the past that made a claim that they just don't like each other. However, Porzingis reacted to Mark Cuban's statement by saying that he has no problem with Luca at all. Adrian, how do these issues with the Mavs uh, make Luca look? I mean, I, I um, really don't. So I don't know how this makes Luca look because I, I haven't heard stuff from like uh, I really didn't pay attention to the Mavs and what's going on in their locker room. I just seen them play, but I think. If, if I were to answer one question, I mean, who's more valuable would be Luca, obviously, yeah. the Mavs. Definitely. So, Luca's a superstar, all right? He He's great. I mean, he basically – he's basically the face of the Mavs. He just has a one flaw, but I'm going to – go ahead. Yeah, he just has a flaw with – Yeah, I mean, I really don't know anything about this situation, so I, I really won't be able to give my own input, so – he has one flaw when it comes onto the court. He does not move. He's a selfish player, in my opinion. He does not move 
on offense when he does not have the ball. He does not move when he when he's on offense when he has the ball. Luka Doncic uh, only has the ball twenty like twenty uh, twenty seconds, and um, if and he hands it to his teammate uh, the last four seconds on the shot clock. So that it's it's kind of selfish player. He's not the same player, and um, it's kind of Mark Cuban's fault. You know, he's one of, like the popular owners of the NBA. We we he's very, we see him on Shark Tank. We see him on movies and television. So we, he's a very popular owner, but this is kind of his fault. This is kind of his fault because um, Rick Carlotto stepped out, that's stepped down. That's that wasn't Luca's fault. That's the that's the upper management fault, and the GM got fired. Who was that? Who who made that decision? It wasn't Luca. It was Mark Mark Cuban, and I don't think I don't think it's nothing wrong in the locker room. I think it's more about management. I don't think that um, anything is going on with Luca. Uh, go ahead, Kobe. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, honestly, yeah, Mark Cuban should honestly, honestly, I don't think it's really Luca or Mark Cuban. I feel like you know the system that they have in Dallas. You know, it's literally predicated on Luca touching the ball. You know, handling the rock majority yeah. of the time. You know. Because they don't have any other, you know, ball handlers on that team. They don't shows up. It's a hit or miss. I swear to goodness. And he, but he's injury prone. He was even like that on the Knicks. He, right, right, right. He hit him with but, a feather. Right, right, right. But that. like, if you look, if you look at his role from the Knicks to what he has in Dallas, you know, he was even though you know we know Porzingis can shoot, we know Porzingis can stretch the floor, but he's also deadly by getting to the basket. You know, sending him up. Posting him up, getting into the, getting him his touches in the mid-range, low post area, get into the basket. We saw that in New York. You know, that's why he was an all-star in New York. That's why he was, you know, starting to become that face of the franchise before he um, you know, the ACL injury. Yeah. You know, I feel like, and I feel like, you know, and I feel like I agree with him, you know, his role in Dallas isn't the same because you know, he's not utilized the way we know he could be utilized. You know, Porzingis honestly should be averaging like at least 25 and 10 plus if you're being if you're being honest with his skill with his 15 rebounds is yeah, that with his skill set his height you know for zing and he said this and he said this himself you know he feels you know he doesn't like his role he doesn't like being the spotter shooter you know he likes to move around get his touches and get into the paint and, you know always being a spot of shooter you know isn't going to get you into rhythm you know sitting in the corner and taking like what five threes almost all the time because you know Luca's up there dancing around and then just passes off when he needs to, you know it's not gonna get him in rhythm and that's why I feel like we see Porzingis you know playing the way he is because he's not getting in rhythm you know he's not getting his touches and I honestly feel like that has to do with um you know coaching game plan and management and management you know we get Luca is a superstar we all know Luca is great. But you have a second great player in Porzingis on your team that you should that they could utilize. And honestly, I feel like if even I feel like if they utilize him more, they honestly should have beaten the Clippers if they utilized Porzingis that, more. Oh my they were up. Yes. That's what I was about to say. They they didn't yeah, utilize him. They were up, they were up, they were up 2-0. They were up 2-0 when Porzingis was when they were utilizing both Luca and Porzingis. They stray away from it in game three. 
they lose both games, and then it just goes downhill from the rest of the series. You know, each team just can't fucking win at home for some reason, and now all of a sudden the Clippers finally close it out. But that's but that's because you know Kawhi Leonard and Paul George showed up, and you know the rest of the guy and the rest of the crew showed up. But when but you know that's another reason why I feel like you know the Mavericks aren't honestly gonna get past the first round with that style of play because literally teams all they're doing is just zeroing in on Luca. You know, the Clippers have done it two years in a row. We've seen it two years in a row. You know, Luca, he's still gonna get his. We know he's gonna put up his stats, but they're literally zeroing in on him. You know, they're trapping him at half court and they're like make the others beat us. You're not beating us. And clearly you ha- and like I said, you have a player in Porzingis who are who obviously can help with that, but they're not utilizing him in the right way. So I can understand his frustration, his frustration with his role on the map. Hopefully, you know, it fixes. I don't think it's really, you know, a chemistry problem between him and Luca. I just feel like, you know, he's just a little frustrated with, you know, the way, you know, he's being used in this team when he when he knows he could be used differently and more and more efficiently. Totally agree. So you were you hit you hit the donkey on the tail, like that. You hit the nail on the hammer. Um, that's, uh, speaking of Luca, both Luca and Trey Young have been putting up numbers to start, uh, not just numbers, big numbers to start their um, NBA career. But Luca has a slight edge with points per game and rebounds per game. Meanwhile, this season, uh, Trey Young has been a superstar this year in the playoffs by leading the Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, um, Age, I mean, not Adrian. Uh, that's what a Kobe on this one. Who would you start your franchise with if you were the GM of either the Dallas Mavericks or the Atlanta Hawks? Who would you start your um your franchise with, Luca or Trey Young? Honestly, honestly, guys, there's really no wrong answer to this question. It's really only it's really on preference. Me personally, I would have to go with Luca just because you know six seven, bigger body frame, can play defense. You know he could. He's basically a walking triple double. And then on the other side, you got baby Steph. You know I wouldn't even call him baby Steph Curry. I will call him. I will call, I call him a baby. I call him. I call him a version of Steph Curry. But you know when Trey gets into the paint, you know puts up that floater. It's He's hard. He's a hard guy to stop, you know. But like I said, personally, preference, I go with Luca because, like I said, Luca's a walking triple double. And you know, honestly, you know, I really can't blame Luca for you know not for, you know his playoff, his lack of playoff success. I mean, you're playing in the West, you know. You got LeBron out there. You got Kawhi and his Clippers. You know, even when they get healthy, you know, you got Golden State coming back. Yeah. We, know, we got Golden State coming back. We got Phoenix now from, and then you got the MVP. And don't forget and, about Timber either, because we, and we got the and you got the MVP, you got the MVP and Jokic. You know, even though he didn't have his co-star in Jamal Murray because oh, of injury, you know, you they're still a threat when they're healthy. So you know, this, the West is a loaded conference. You know, I feel like I feel like Trey, I feel like Trey Young had a little bit easier in the East. You know, his team was built. His team is definitely built for a contending team. You know, it's not just him. You know, John Collins could really play basketball. Oh, John. John Collins to play, you know, they got Kevin Herter who's turning, who's who's coming out of nowhere. We've seen how good he is. Bogdanovich is hitting his shots. You know, also just amazing too. They got a great coach in Nate McMillan, Clint, Clint Capella, 
Clint Capella. We seen, we already know what Clint Capella do from, can do from his days in Houston. They get a defensive presence that he is down there. And then off the bench, you know, you got Sweet Lou. They got Danilo Gallinari. You know, they have a very deep team. You know, they basically set Trey Young up for success. You know, I feel like, you know, even, I feel like if Luca had that team, he could honestly do the same thing with that team, with that type of team. They're both, like I said, they're both great players. They're both stars in this league. You know, and honestly, you can't go either. You can't go wrong with either, or it's really just based on the preference, in my opinion. Well, well, I, I will pick Ice Trey because what well, he did in, in, in Madison Square Garden was something special in that. Season. Right, right, right. His confidence seems to confidence. his confidence seems to you know rise every time. You know, every and honestly, and honestly, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I didn't expect him to beat the 76ers, but we. But at the same time, we didn't expect Joel Embiid, you know, tear his meniscus or Ben Simmons to show up like that. Or Ben Simmons, <laughs> ben Simmons to get a knife. Yeah, we didn't expect that. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't expect that. But, I mean, yeah. hey, you know, the fact that he still, you know, walked in there and was still able to get it done. Trey Young, like I said, Trey Young, is a, Trey Young is a star. He's a walking – he's honestly a walking 35 and 11-plus assists right now in the playoffs. Like, I, I – the reason I said Ice Trey because um, Trey Young is uh is a team player. Luca isn't, so he Trey Young will get your team and get his teammates involved. This is why he has more assists than uh what's the name Luca. Trey right. doesn't, Trey doesn't just stay uh getting doesn't get slayed by defenders like Luca does. Yeah, but he, but at the same, but at the same time, you know, the one thing, one thing I give Luca over Trey is that Luca is definitely a better defender. You know, I've seen, we've seen, we've seen moments in the Hawks game where they had to take Trey out of the game for defensive reasons. You know what I mean? But, but like I said, you know, my opinion personally is no yeah. wrong answer. There's no wrong no answer. No wrong answer here. But I, it's I, really I, just personal, personal preference. Personal preference. If you were the GM, you would probably pick Luke. You would pick Luca. And that's yeah, a- I pick Luca just. I pick Luca just my personal preference. But hey, if you guys, hey, if I had a chance to pick up Trey, and I, I take Trey. You know, I definitely they, take Trey. But you could take Trey and trust your coach to do, be good defense, keep some great defense. That's what you could do. That's 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 depending on your staff. So that's what definitely. I pick Trey because I think Trey will. I rather a guy that will give his other teammates involved. And Definitely. Just, just Definitely. In one area, which is defending the basketball. Get it. Go ahead, Adrian. You know, you already know who my guy is. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. You already know who he is. Shamai, you already know who he's saying. Shamai, you Young. I'm saying Trey Young. Because, mm-hmm. Like, Shamai, you, you read my mind. Mm-hmm. Team player. That's the most important thing. And that's the thing that separates him from Luca. Luca's not a team player, like you said, Trey is. And yes, he can work on his defense a little bit, but I will trust in a coach who can teach him more defense. Yes. Surround him with players who can play defense. I honestly and then to me, I think Trey Young should have been on the um the Olympic team this year. I'm gonna I... be honest with you guys. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I wouldn't say necessarily Luca's not a team player because if you really think about it, you know, Luca's really a two-guard playing the one, if you think about it right now. He's really a two-guard playing the one. He came into the league as a two-guard. He, you know, he started his career as a two guard. You know, they just realized he was just be- the better playmaker on the team, so they moved him to the one. You know, he's really a two guard. He's really a two guard into one. I want it. 
I wouldn't necessarily say he's not a team player because, you know, he still he still is able to, you know, find open teammates. He's still able to, you know, set his teammate, setting some of his teammates up for good shots, you know, even when even when he's not like I've seen Luca create great opportunities for his teammates, you know, and his team just doesn't hit the shots. But like I, I wouldn't necessarily call him. He's not a better point guard. He's a I oh yeah, he's not. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a better point guard than Trey Young, but I wouldn't also. But I also wouldn't say he's not a team player. People would say people. I think he pays two positions because remember we had that debate we when we got on Adrian on the point the top five point guards and I think that he is a point guard, but and sometimes I feel like he's a forward. Not yeah. A, see that and that's what I'm saying. He he's more he's he's. He's a he's a forward and he's a forward who could play point guard. Just like, like LeBron. Said, just like just, LeBron. He, he's just like LeBron. Yeah. He's a forward who could play point guard. He's a guy, a guy, you know, you don't got any other playmaker. You can put the ball in his hands and trust him to run the offense. You know, he's one of he's one of he's one of those guys. He's a hybrid. That's why that's why I'm saying I don't really think he I don't really think you could say he's not a team player. Cause like I said, I've seen Luca, you know very unselfishly, you know, get his teammates involved in games and games, you know, like I said, his team just doesn't always hit the shots that they need to hit, but Hey, but Hey, like I, like you guys said, I agree with everything you guys said. Trey young is definitely a pure true point guard is like I said, it's really either or it's just your personal preference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into our, our last topic. This football one, Cam Newton been in the news lately, recently Patriots, the Patriots quarterback, Cam Newton uh, reacted to um, some haters on social media. He's um, saying, quote, feed your folk, your focus, feed it. If the hate ain't in my focus, I don't feed it. I feed off of it, but I don't feed it. <laughs> this is a mouthful. I it's two different things. When I sense or when I dwell on hatred, that's the products that's I'm go- that's going to come out. Rage, anger. Um, end quote. Adrian, how do you react to haters? I mean, how do I personally? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pay any attention to them if I did. That would take too much out of my energy for people who I, people who don't care for me, people who hate me. So I really don't pay attention to haters, and I think Cam Newton handled it pretty well, because we've seen NFL players handle it worse than Cam Newton. So definitely, definitely. not just NFL players, basketball, oh, players. Sports, sports players in general, Generally. sports in general. Athletes period situations like this worse than Cam Newton. Um. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm done with my problem. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, I really don't pay attention to them because I don't want them to get to me. Right. Well, Smart I, I, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while, so I have gained. Well, listen, you're you're not doing something right if you don't have haters. You're not Agreed. doing. Anything. Agreed. Doing something right if you don't if you don't have haters. Agreed. Everybody, everybody great has some type of haters. They're gonna have, of course, you're gonna have more fans than haters. Mm-hmm. But everybody great is gonna have some type of haters. I use this like an example. I don't know if you guys saw this on my uh, Instagram re- recently, 
but I recently did a prom review for. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. You, you, my, you, my friend, you are hilarious. You, yeah, you are hilarious. hilarious. I, 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 I applauded you for that, bro. I, I applauded you for that. I had to, man. I, don't know, I forgot what Eli said, but he quoted a Floyd Mayweather quote that I need a quote right now. And I got to find it. And where is it at? Oh, my God. Okay. He said, here it is. Some might watch to support. Some might watch to hate. But at they least they're watching. They're watching. They're still watching. watching. At the end watching. of the day, they're feeding your benefited from them. So by you wasting your energy on you're hate, benefiting me. You're benefiting me. So um, you have to tune in. You, you could have just you could have just went on your merry way. Exactly. So I don't know. You're you're taking the time out of your day to hate on me. So. Or anybody. So we're talking about Cam Newman, but I'm bringing this to my personal preference. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a great, that was a great example, bro. Yeah, great, great example, man. Because I've been doing, listen, I've been doing this for, I, I would say, over eight years, you know, if you put it all together, mm-hmm. um, this journalism thing. And you're great at it, bro. Keep doing it, your it, thing. It, 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 I, I appreciate that. Keep it, doing your thing, bro. I, I, great I have, at it. I had I know what I'm good at, but at the at the end of the day, I have a job to do. Whether you like it or not, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do so I can benefit from from myself. And I don't care whatever you guys. I, I'm just here to do a job. And if you don't like it, don't tune in. I don't care. It's hey, point blank. Hey, and that's the mindset you should have. That's the mindset you should have. And, and you think Stephen A. Smith and what what I, I named some of my idols, Wendy Williams. She she talks about people all the time. You think she cares? She gets paid nope. ten million dollars a year. <laughs> you can say anything, but yeah, she gets ten million dollars a year. Stephen A. I mean, Smith. Look at, look at Skip. Look at Skip Bayless. Exactly. Look at exactly. Look at six Skip. million dollars a year. Look at Skip. Look at Skip. You know, even though even though you know he does have some blasphemous takes sometimes. Skip is a very intelligent individual. Oh yeah, Skip, oh, Skip is a very intelligent individual. You know, Max Kellerman too. But exactly, Max Kellerman. Clemson, not Clemson. Columbia degree. I'm sorry. That that's not that's not do that. Stephen A. Smith, the highest paid. I believe. Well, I, I think he's up there, but the highest paid in ESPN commentator. It, a black man at that, that that's that's something special. Man, he does two shows. He does so, two three, shows. Three. Oh, well, three. He has three. three. He does three. And he has he a does, whole he production got, company. He got first take. What well, he got first take. First take TNA's world. And, and then he's also on. He's he's also on Sports Center, um, or he's commentating games, or yeah. he's on Get Up. Yeah. It, it, listen, it doesn't matter. The guy is the listen. Whatever you do, you're gonna have haters. And, and listen. Yeah. And that's what you need to feed off of. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, and can I, can I say this one thing? When it comes to someone who handles haters perfectly, he's not a journalist, but he's a comedian, Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone that was a great, yo, Adrian, that was a great one. That was a great one. I did not think about that. That was a great one. Someone who's in the news constantly because someone's hating on a, a joke that he said. He says, hey, I just tell jokes. Same with Kevin Hart. He's just doing it. And Steve Harvey said something similar too. Steve Harvey, he said, hey, look, I tell jokes. Now, who gets hurt along the way is none of my business. 
Exactly. At the end of the day, we have a job to do. We're here to exactly. bring in what we're going to do. We're not going to stop because you have a feeling we got to put food on our table. We have to, we have right. to put clothes on our backs. We have right. to pay for bills, mortgages, food, groceries, kids, kids' school. We have to do stuff. Go ahead, Colby. Right. Right. Honest, I agree. You guys hit the nail on the coffin, man. I agree with everything you guys said, man. If you don't embrace, you know, hate, you know, it's really just going to, if you don't have haters, like you said, Shema, if you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. You know, everybody's going to find some little reason to hate, whether it's what you wear, how you look like, what you say. It doesn't matter. Yo, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Your life doesn't hate that. Some people can't understand that. And exactly. it, it, it's something that can hurt some people too by suicide, the depression. And right. That's not fair to people. Right. It, it, it's it, not fair. And, you know, and, you know, being a professional athlete and, you know, being a professional athlete, you know, even though we'll never, you know, experience that, you know, I can understand where they're coming from, you know. You know, look at LeBron. He receives a bunch of hate, but do you think LeBron would be LeBron if he I, I, if he if he dollars? If, if you think I gotta say, Skip Bayless had to say no. Exactly. You think LeBron would be LeBron if he's over here on Twitter responding to what Skip Bayless says all the time or what anybody says about him? No, LeBron is gonna do what he do. Same with MJ. You thought you think MJ would have been MJ if he even they even though they didn't have you know social media like that you know they didn't but have you still you still had other resources too yeah you still had other resources but, you know, yeah but you know it wasn't as easy remarks in the press right 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 it wasn't as easy you know access you know to talk to people like it is now with social media but like I said like like I said you know you think Jordan would be Jordan if you know he was in the news if after every game somebody had said something bad he was over here responding to them saying this, this, and that. No, you know, you got to embrace it. You know, Jordan was great. LeBron's great. Kobe was great. All these guys, even Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady. Exactly. Look at Tom, look at know, Tom Brady. I don't, like I don't Kevin think, Durant think like that, but Kevin Durant gets taken. Even, Kev, even KD. Even KD. Look at Tom well, Look at Tom Brady. What did they say about Tom Brady when he, could, when he came in? Noodle arm. Can't move. Doesn't have this, this, and that. And now look at him. A seven-time Super Bowl champion after – and he might be getting his eighth. We don't know. No, we don't know. He could have got five years. Listen, I get. I bet you this. By the time I graduate college, he'll still be in the NFL. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that's what I'm saying. So, Cam Newton hit this quote right in the coffin. You know, especially at the last year. You know, Cam Cam really could have just you know buckled on. Buckled up and say, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because, you know, especially at the last week, he was getting, he was receiving a lot of hate that really shouldn't have. He shouldn't have received. Really a, it was really unnecessary because when you look at the season that the Patriots had, they had the it, most people that stepped out because of COVID. And we had the most people that stepped out because of COVID. Was we were because of COVID too. It, Exactly. Exactly. We, we missed. We had to shut down our facility for like what three to four weeks because of COVID, and we were playing. Cam Newton missed a couple of games because of COVID, and we were playing good. We were playing good, even though we were still in, you know, a rebuilding phase, you know. And a lot of people were talking about, well, Cam didn't perform this, this, that. Well, you got to look at the circumstances that he was in. He lost his practice facility for five weeks at the beginning of the season. He missed a couple of games because of COVID. He wasn't able to, you know, fully get in acquaintance with the offense. You know, no preseason, no training camp. You know, he was he it was like he just came in and just got thrown straight into the. You know, the game, and, you know, he had to improvise and figure it out for himself. 
you know. But this year, you know, I feel like this year, I feel like, you know, with them being able to have training camp, have a preseason, you know, COVID's finally, you know, lifting up a little bit, you know, it's still around, but we stick, but we're starting to get back to normal and everything, you know, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be, you know, a lot different from a, for a lot of football teams this year. So I want to bring up this one more point. Could we have a minute and go ahead, bro? Yeah. You know that, um, I'm going to oh, get dark in here. <laughs> race into this situation. The, you know, black people don't lift each other up enough. They're more than white people. We're the first in negativity passes. Uh, what's the name? Passes by faster than positivity does. So what we need to do is embrace each other when it comes to what, like, support each other. That's what we need to do. Black people, we don't support each other. And, and it's just not fair. And, um, you know, I feel that uh, success is the best revenge. That's what my English teacher told me. Definitely, definitely is. Success definitely is the best is. revenge. Because so remember, I feel like, because I'm going to be honest with you, because just like... I agree with that quote because look at Tom Brady, you know, everybody was writing him off after the 2019 season. But literally, if you looked at the situation, bro, who did, bro, be honest with me, you guys, who the hell did he have to throw the ball to that last year in New England? Yeah. Who the hell did, who the hell did he have the ball to throw to? And I literally told him, I was like, give Brady, I said, give Brady some weapons and see what he does. He went and got him some weapons and y'all saw what he did. He won another Super Bowl. And he's most likely going to win another one yeah. this year. So... Listen, I appreciate you guys for coming. You know, all you haters out there, keep watching because you're benefiting us. How about that? Um, the action. Hey, we love it here. Everybody, bye. <laughs> bye, my guys. Love you, my bye. guys.